Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. Here's my afternoon update that I promised you for an exchange. And I found an exchange that was that I wanted to talk about that I've kind of looked at for weeks and weeks and never really got in. And I assumed I did, but apparently I didn't because I just checked and I was never signed up. So I just signed up and, you know, I've covered quite a few interfaces so far. I've talked about crypto.com and their anti-consumer, anti-accessibility interface and refusing to build a web app. Um, I don't think I've covered KuCoin yet and I need to cover them but I have covered Binance US to some brief degree. I've mentioned it on occasions and I think they're terrible. I've talked about gate.io. I've talked about, uh, I believe I talked about Hotbit. If I haven't, I have to double check. But I've talked about a couple of these and by and large, I have a list, right, of different exchanges. And unfortunately I have to keep like three or four of them around because of the availability of different tokens on different exchanges. Plus if I need to swap, so, Again, if I'm trying to convert tokens, I mentioned this on a previous, I'm trying to convert tokens. I'm going to use the exchange rather than the wallet to save on gas fees. And that has worked out smashingly well for where I can. I can't always do it, but for the most part, it's worked. So I I have to keep like four of them around though, because of the availability or lack of availability of different tokens. For example, Tron, which I talked about and haven't done a full update on Tron network, but Tron coins the only way you can swap tron coins for anything else is either download a tron specific wallet and then connect to a tron specific site and then convert it to something generic like x xlm uh, or xrp and then you can send it to say coinbase or something else and then you can swap it out well that was too many hoops and i was trying to find a simpler way to do it so that i could set one of my lesser powered pcs to mine trx because it's the fastest to mine you can literally get daily payouts of about two or three dollars. The challenge I ran into is that by and large, the only exchanges that really, so most exchanges support Tron, but then they wouldn't support the other token I really wanted. So for example, if I wanted 
XLM, it's pretty much supported everywhere. It's not hard to do XLM, but if I wanted XRP, Coinbase doesn't support it. If I wanted Monero, nobody supports it except for this one I'm about to talk about today. And so now I have to keep a list of these different exchanges and what coin is supported on which one, because there's no consistency in any of it. So that's what set me on the path of starting to talk about these exchanges to share this knowledge and experience with everybody so you could benefit from not having to do the hunting around that I've had to do to try to figure out what exchange is going to let me do what I want to do. Because here's the truth. There's no exchange, none of them. And if you're in the United States, let me clarify. There is no single exchange that will let you do everything you want to do your way. It doesn't exist. If you're outside of the United States, Binance.com lets you do it. And yes, you could theoretically use a VPN. However, when they go to KYC, you, they're going to know that your address is in the U.S. and they're just going to block you. So arguably, the better way to do it is just to deal with the fragmented process that we have, at least until such a time as we get to more stability with the various tokens than we have. Coinbase has tried to do this and they have not been fully successful because they don't even support very many low cap ones. Pretty much they want you to already not be at a point to be able to make profit before they'll let you list. Well, that defeats the purpose. So I want to talk today about a new one again that I thought I had signed up for and I didn't sign up for and I had heard all this about it and assumed that it was this legendary, great, amazing uh, exchange and unfortunately I was let down and that is Kraken. That's Kraken.com. Just like the mythical beast, it's Kraken.com. You know, this there's nothing wrong with Kraken.com if you are, for whatever reason, predisposed to hating Coinbase, say. Um I I just if you can if you have the ability to get into Coinbase, it I still say it's gonna be the easiest way for you to get into crypto at scratch. From there, I look for things that make it that, that it fails to do where I'm looking for other exchanges to fill the gap. I don't want an exchange that does the same thing that Coinbase does and it's harder to do it or it's more kludgy to do it. When I look at Kraken or any of these changes, but specifically Kraken right now, the first thing I'm going to look at is their list of assets that are available for me to trade. In other words, what coins does this guy offer me where maybe I can't get it through Coinbase and I can't get it through gate.io and I can't get it through Hotbit and I can't get it through Binance.us. And quite frankly, when I looked at the list and it said there's only 93 total assets. Now, let me just tell you something. There are literally thousands of tokens and coins out there. There's thousands. The vast majority of them, I would argue probably 80% of them are not on an exchange, so I exclude those. All right, so then I'm left with roughly about two, 300-ish tokens and coins that should be available on at least one exchange somewhere, even if you don't know which one yet. They are listed, they should be available and accessible on at least one exchange. The When I look at Kraken's 93 assets and I'm going down the list, it's the same with slight variations. There's a couple of oddballs, but with slight variation, it's the same list that Coinbase has. That tells me something. It tells me that these guys, Kraken and Coinbase, are basing their available tokens around where you're at. In other words, the United States. And then they're saying somewhere, there's some government agency that told them, here are the types of quote, commodities that we are okay with you trading. And then that's what they're presenting to the user. 
meaning that I'm pretty sure Kraken has more than this available, but they're not showing it to me because the first thing it asks you when you sign up is your location. So it's going to know, even if I were not to get the location at that point, when I do KYC, it's going to know that I'm in America and then it's going to limit the list down. But I'm almost confident there's more than this because this list, again, to be so identical to Coinbase is just extremely shocking. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad exchange. It's not. It was actually very simple to get signed up. It only took a few seconds. But the concern I had on the sign-up process is it's actually very similar to the way Binance.us hooks you, where Binance US is actually very dirt simple to sign up. But anytime you want to, and you can deposit even, but when you want to withdraw, then you got to jump through a bunch of hoops. And like I said on the previous, Binance US still hasn't completed my verification, and we're weeks out from when I signed up. That makes me nervous when I see that it's a simple front-end sign-up process, because usually that means all they've done is backloaded all the, I almost swore, all the nonsense. And so they're going to put you through that garbage at some point later, which I don't want. I'd rather get it out of the way up front and then get out of my way, which is pretty much how KuCoin worked, pretty much how Gate.io worked with some slight issues. And then Indox, same thing. So, you know, I'm, I, I haven't, I don't think I did a full on about Indox, but Indox, uh, you know, it's almost like the, what do you say? The dollar store version of an exchange. Like it's so, it's just a ghetto interface. It, it's the worst experience. It's the worst interface. Just, everything is just not fun to deal with that exchange. And even it gives me more assets than what Kraken's doing. And that's concerning to me. I don't know, because I've seen people talk about Kraken, like it's a great thing. That's why I'm assuming that they're just blocking certain assets from me because of location. I understand why there's this panic, but I wish they would be brave enough to say, you know what? It's on you. You need to figure out and you own the risk. And if you want to do it, we're not going to stop you because we're not going to stop taking your money. Instead of this aggressive, we're just going to block you from an approach that Binance took and now Kraken has taken. Other than that, one small thing, again, I had no concern with the sign-up process. It was very slick and clean. However, that might be a concern later. The interface is reasonably clean. I can't have any complaints about the interface. I would almost say it's too clean because some functions are a little bit tricky to understand. Then they have, when you first sign in, it's kind of a dumbed-down interface where it assumes you're, the first thing you're going to do is load cash into it. After you know cash, then it assumes that you're going to then buy crypto. So it's it's trying to simplify the experience, and it almost looks like a wallet in the way that it works, which I understand why they felt that was the right answer. However, their advanced interface is really not much better, and in fact, it's actually more limiting because it doesn't, like this front-end interface doesn't give you, you can't even see the list of crypto without doing the KYC. So that's kind of an issue. However, the KYC has at least levels. So you can have a basic level that lets you just kind of get in. You can do simple trading for a few thousand bucks and then you can buy the crypto. There's none of the margin trading, which if you don't know what that means, it doesn't apply to you. Um, you can, you can do, you can actually, the one thing I'll call out to, to be fair in the KYC, when you do the basic level KYC, it opens up the ability for you to claim rewards from the various tokens that do, uh, the rewards, plus if you can stake tokens, it gives you the ability to do that. That's a positive. However, I don't think any any KYC should be required to do that. I think that should be inherent to the tool. It should be automatic the moment you sign up. 
instead of forcing you to give any additional information. They say it's a quick pass thing, but the problem is you're giving enough information that somebody could steal your identity just to be able to claim rewards and staking rewards. So they tried to do the best they could, but I think, again, it's one of those over-aggressive approaches where it's like, come on, you don't need this information for that. Like, just to allow me to transfer, which I'll talk about in a second, transfer my own currency in and do the work. Now, the one downside I see, and I'm going to assume that this is by design, in exchanges, I talked about wallets versus exchanges in in two previous podcast entries, and I talked about the fact that in a wallet, aka non-custodial wallet, you own the crypto, it's on you, it's on your own place, and nothing can really touch it unless you allow this. In an exchange, the same is not true. However, there's, there's still a wallet in some exchanges. It's called a custodial wallet, different than a non-custodial wallet that you have. So your examples of non-custodial wallets would be like Coinbase wallet. I wouldn't recommend using that one, but it is a non-custodial wallet. Trust wallet, Atomic wallet. These are non-custodial wallets, meaning that there is no connection of your wallet to any live anything except for when it queries public sources to get pricing information. That's all it's doing. So this one is your ownership and nobody can touch it unless you allow this to happen. In an exchange, just so that it can store your currency so that you can do transactions, they have the concept of a custodial wallet. Custodial wallet is you don't own those coins. And I want to stress this. You don't own the coins that are in a custodial wallet and they can revoke them from you. They can block you from trading. They can do whatever they want to do because you don't own those tokens. In exchange, if you ever needed to send your own currency in to do trading, you're sending from a non-custodial to custodial. You'll get hit with gas fees. But then when it's in the exchange, you, of course, can do the peer-to-peer transactions to buy or sell as you want, get the tokens you want, and then you can send them back out to your non-custodial wallet. The reason I'm bringing that up now is that according to the interface I'm seeing, and this is a surprise, I'm not seeing even a non-custodial wallet in Kraken at all. All I'm seeing is that, okay, give us your money and then we'll let you buy and sell. And there's no facility to transfer my own currency in there and just do a transaction, which usually does not require KYC because there's no fiat involved. So the fact that if they truly don't offer that, that's a, that I would consider as a negative. And it puts them below Indoex because even Indoex, as ghetto as it is, offers the non-custodial wallet that you can send in and out at any time. And Indoex didn't require extensive KYC just to be able to do basic trading, same as KuCoin. So I'm not sure. It, it could be that the interface is just too dumbed down. That's possible. I, I'm pretty thorough at looking at the interface and I don't see where you would have your wallets that you can openly see. I should see the wallet address. I should see all these different elements that convince me that I can do this. If they were to say, well, it's on the mobile app, I consider that a deal breaker right off scratch because you should be able to do it on the web. If I can do it in the app, I should be able to do it in the web. And if they don't have that, to me, it's a deal breaker and I would never recommend them. The only two times I might recommend that you would go with Kraken And one of them could be false, according to what I'm seeing. Number one, if you wanted to buy the coin Monero, and if you don't know what Monero is, in simple terms, Monero touts itself to be a privacy-based token. So when I talked about 
your wallet and all transactions is all public. It's all on blockchain. Monero tries to hide this traffic. So it's trying to be more private. And as a result, it has gained some popularity in certain segments of the so-called dark web for its privacy. Instead of being an open transaction, at the end of the day, you're going to get, you're going to get taxed. So if your goal is to hide from taxation, it's not the answer. But Monero, from what I can tell, this is one of the only interfaces that I can see that offers the Monero token. I haven't seen any other ones as of yet, and I've gone through quite a few. I haven't seen any other ones that do Monero. Coinbase certainly won't because it's private. Uh, so that's one. If you wanted to get the Monero token, you would probably need to come here, uh, or you can get it from Unminable. If you have a gaming PC, you can just mine it yourself. That'll just take forever, but at least that way you can get it. You just It'll just take forever. So Monero, this is one of the only places I can see that you can get it. The other one I see here, and I'm not sure again if this is legit or if it's just a just a thing with their system, but they seem to be allowing you to transact with Ethereum 2, which is weird because Ethereum 2 isn't really officially live yet. But it seems like they're allowing people to transact because they have a buy-sell button on it for Ethereum 2. Um and it tells me your currency is not available in your country, but it seems like it is available to somebody, right? And so if that's what's happening, that, yeah, you can do this, that's, I I don't know why, because again, it's not really out yet. So that might be, a, I don't think it's a scam. They're a legit site, but I'm not sure if that's an incompetence thing or what the heck's going on there. Uh, a couple more points, then I'll wrap this up. So, um, Kraken will not serve Washington state, which makes no darn sense. And they will not serve New York, which does make sense because New York is completely, uh, communist in nature. Uh, let's see. And certain of the, yeah. So basically the verification is more strict for Texas and that doesn't make any sense to me, but Texas has had some anti crypt, not anti, but unfriendly policies and rules around cryptocurrency. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Uh, there's some restrictions on the currency type, which probably won't be a problem. Um, basically they don't want you to hold, um, euros for trading in New Hampshire and Texas. I, I don't know why it's just those two, because first of all, it's unlikely you're using euros, but second, I don't know why euros is called out. And third, I don't know why New Hampshire is called it. Like it's just weird. Um, uh, there's no futures trading, which is common across the industry. That's an industry thing from the government, United States government. Uh, margin trading, it says you can do it. And that one, I think, is when you do the higher level of KYC. Uh, there's no cash to cash, which means that you cannot. So some exchanges will let you basically say do a cash exchange, just like if you went to, you know, Somalia or some, I don't know. And you go into the exchange and you say, I got 500 USD and I need to get the local currency. Some exchanges will let you do that. This one's just saying you don't, you don't, but I don't know of very many online ones that do. So I don't know. Um, and actually a clarification, I just, I'm reading through their rules. So apparently they will not let you um, get the rewards that are coming from the coin. They'll let you get staking. So basically they're staking. So let's say Ethereum, uh, most ex exchanges will offer staking within Kraken and then you can do staking and then get uh kind of interest just like Coinbase does. The I don't 
I don't know why they care. I'll be honest with you. It's stupid. I don't know why that matters. It's the dumbest thing because I I get it. I actually do get it. They're trying to treat it like a commodity. The reason I say I don't understand it is because it's stupid because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where the benefit comes from. You're still getting the benefit. So where is the one that you're earning? Basically, they're keeping it and they're ripping you off. Like it's different if they said, okay, it'll still accumulate. You just can't cash it out until you go to your private wallet and then you can send it there. But in this case, it's still being sent. You're just not getting it. So they're being enriched and then they're ripping you off. Uh, and then, then they have a very, okay. Now there's a strange list here. I don't. <laughs> so with, so they let you sign up. I, I don't know why I'm saying this. They let you sign up. They let you get in there. They let you transact. However, then it buried inside their support knowledge base. They have this bulk thing that says, all right, nope, you can't buy and sell ETH2. Do, do, do. And then it says, okay, basically all you see all these other cryptos that we got on here. Like, you know, uh, most of the common ones are cool, but like um, uh, Chili's, which is one that's, that's not really too common. Um, oxygen. That one's not too common. Sand is a common one. Sushi is a common one. ZRX, that's one of my personal favorites for moving. So all these other tokens that are out there, basically they're saying, nope, we're not going to let you trade those at all. So essentially, I'm not going to do, I mean, I can do a full side-by-side -side just to get a sense of how stupid this is. I I, I didn't see this because it's not put up in front. They don't have it in the interface. So I'm going to dangle on that one. All right, so you can trade Bitcoin. They don't care yeah they don't care ethereum they don't care tether they don't care solana they don't care cardano of course they don't care but they won't let you do xrp so that one's out which is just like coinbase so i'm not surprised uh they'll let you do polka dot which nobody cares about they'll let you do usd coin which is odd because most of the stable coins while they're openly accessible it's just odd you would allow me to do the USD coin, stable coin, but you won't allow, you know, uh, what's this other one? Cartesi, right? Cartesi is it's promoted on Coinbase. They want you to have it. They want you to trade it, but yet, I don't know. So anyway, uh, let's trade Doge, of course. They'll touch, let's trade Litecoin, of course. Um, Chainlink, of course. Uniswap. Sears, what's stupid? You can't trade Sushi's token, which is for SushiSwap, but you can trade Uniswap, which is Uniswap's token all day long. Dumb. Wrapped Bitcoin, you cannot, but you can trade Bitcoin. Makes no sense because you could take Bitcoin and then wrap it directly in the wallet. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin Cash, yes, they're fine. Algorand, they're fine. Polymatic, they're fine, which is ironic because Polymatic is a separate network token, just like with Uniswap's token just like with anchors token just like with axie infinity just like with uh, oxygen uh zrx these are all separate network tokens so what's the difference with polygon it doesn't make any sense um polygon's cool but these other ones are not i don't know uh xlm of course they're fine everybody likes xlm uh, axie infinity shards is banned which makes no sense because again it's another network token Tron is fair game. It's a network token, just like Axie Infinity, but yet Tron is perfectly okay. 
Uh, Filecoin is okay. Ethereum Classic's okay. Cosmos is okay. And then all the rest of these, which are basically these one-offs, you know, like um, one inch, which is a network token, just like one inch is the same thing, essentially same thing as SushiSwap, Uniswap, and all these other, you know, swap specific tokens, one inch, that's all it is. It's a swap specific token. So why is this one okay? And these other ones are not, it doesn't make any sense. So there's no logic into their rules as to what you can trade and what you can't. And what I'm saying is you can't trust their interface because none of this is in the interface that you can't do these things. At least with gate.io, it'll tell you pretty clearly that you cannot trade certain things. KuCoin won't even show it to you, but gate.io will tell you right in the interface, this button is grayed out to do deposits and withdrawals or trades or whatever. So it's obvious. So it's more friendly to the user. I'm, I'm okay. So anyway, that's Kraken. I'm not impressed with what I see with Kraken. I frankly don't understand why anybody in the United States would bother with Kraken. Maybe it's a better experience outside of the U.S. I'm only focused on United States usability, people that are trying to trade it in the United States, because I know that that's a challenge for people who are new to crypto to try to find ways to buy and trade and transact the way they want to, and they have to have exchanges, and I'm looking for those those standouts and I'm disappointed that Kraken, which I'm understood as an American company has gone over aggressive in their lockdown of what they're going to allow through their platform. And, but to, the worst is that their interface doesn't make this clear. It doesn't tell you what's not allowed in the interface. So you're going to go do this thing and then it's just going to block you and you won't know why until later. I, I don't think that's the best way to handle the user experience at all. And I really wish that they would get, get better at what they're doing until they do. And I doubt they will until they do. I'm not sure that I can advocate for them as an exchange. If you are a United States citizen, if you're outside the U S it seems like it's okay. Again, it's a basically clean interface. I can't get into the deep nuts and bolts of the trading widget. Cause I'm not going to do KYC. Cause I'm, I have no reason to use them, but from what I can tell, it seems like a decent interface if you're outside the U S but at the same time, if you're outside the U.S., I would just steer you to Binance.com because Binance.com has more tokens than Kraken does. And frankly, I think you'd have an easier experience of it or Gate.io or KuCoin or any of the other ones is going to give you more to work with. But I'll leave that up to you guys. I'm not impressed and I will make that clear on social media. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that will say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.